0: And welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 on the internet, wherever you are. On the Faith of FM Network, you are listening to myself, Lawson, and sitting across from me, we have the amazing, wonderful Monica. Monica, how are you doing this one? Oh,
1: I'm so good. I am so good. I, I love cleanliness, and I'm experiencing uh-huh. a lot of cleanliness in my life right now. Really? I'm really happy about it. Oh, do you want to
0: clean some <laughs> I, stuff for
1: me? Absolutely not. What?
0: What? A- Uh,
1: Because I feel like it'll last about five minutes and it'll be dirty again. Wow. (laughs) I spent two hours last night detailing the inside of my car. I even like shampooed my seats.
0: Wow.
1: Like literally like the inside of my car, probably better than brand new, I want to say. Better than brand Yeah. (laughs) If you go to a showroom right now and check out other Mazda 3s,
0: mine is cleaner. All right. (laughs) Does it still smell like chips?
1: No, no, oh no, no! I got, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it anymore. I got to work yesterday. And had to do it then and there because the the warm sun. Oh, it, I had to get the vinegar off the off the inside of the windows. That's and so yeah, yeah. funny. I use some summer berry uh, dishwashing detergent, and, and now it smells really nice.
0: Oh, speaking of cars, I helped my friend buy a car yesterday. Which, oh yeah! Congratulations to them. And I, I've I've just been on a hot streak lately because maybe every three weeks I'll get someone text me. Just like one of my friends that I know from church or uni. They're Like, hey, can you help me buy a car? And I'm like, I've been one of those friends. And and I'm um, you know taking them to car inspections. and staff and just, mm. you know, checking the things out. And we went to buy this car yesterday and it was an I30 with like, se- it, was a, it was a 2012 I30 with 70,000 Ks.
1: Oh, wow. So it was
0: like a good deal and a yeah, good nice. price. But then we get in the car and we're driving, doing the test drive and I'm talking with the buyer while I'm driving, uh, with the owner while I'm driving. And um, and then all of a sudden, like, uh, uh, he's talking about living in Europe. I'm like, I used to live in Europe too. And he's like, when did you live in Europe? And I'm telling him where I lived. And he's like, are you Lawson? Oh no way! And I'm like yes. And he's like I know your sister. We met up in Spain, and, and, and he knows my whole family. It's crazy. Coming up in today's show, we are going to be talking about England and the, and the churches that are there. Oh, the Church of England.
2: <laughs> Radio. <Right laughs> so you
0: know. We're going to be talking about the Church of England and big movements and shifts that are happening in that space. Obviously, over the last couple of uh, months that we have seen, and and what the outcome of those have been. Um. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Monica,
1: yes, sir. We need a quiz. It is time to kick off our quiz this morning. We are doing five quizzes. If you can get one of them right, even just the one, you will go into Friday's grand prize draw to win a copy of the Journal, the Word Reference Bible. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. uh, brown vegan leather uh, Bible with it has like the wide margins, so you can like do the journaling. Uh, It has end-of-page references, it's on premium paper, it lays flat in your hand or on your desk, which is always really handy. The words of Christ are in red, it has satin ribbon markers, and it's easy to read, 8.5 NKJV Comfort Print. Gorgeous volume. Just get one of these right. This is your first opportunity. Here is our first quiz. What was engraved in the headband of high priests? I'll give you a clue. Just get one of the what, this one word right. It's blank to the Lord.
0: Wow.
1: Blank okay. to the Lord. What was engraved in the headband of high priests? Blank to the Lord.
0: Usually when I think of headband I think of something like elastic, but it says it's engraved, so it must just be like a big ring made out of metal or something.
1: Headbands or probably probably headbands made, made out of gold. Usually I think you hair bands.
0: No, no, not hairbands. Like if I was thinking of like a headband.
1: Oh, like an eighties exercise headband. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm thinking about my little schoolgirls. But wear. then I guess the
0: word "band" doesn't mean a elastic, elastic, right? Yeah. You have like a wedding band,
1: right? Right. Yeah. So this is probably
0: made out of gold, and yeah. it probably had. That engraving in it. If you know the words of that engraving, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. We've already got correct answers coming in. So Yeah, good
1: job, good, Janelle.
0: Good moves, people. You're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning and, and Monica, what, what is happening in the world of positively different news?
1: Let's play good news roulette, because I got so much I got good news coming out of my ears. Absolutely. So much of it. Okay. I'm gonna hit you with a few headlines and uh-huh. you're gonna tell me which ones you wanna hear just more. Just before of. you
0: tell me those headlines. Yeah. I just want to remind the people. Number is 0491 064 669. That's the number to call <laughs> us to text us. You should weigh in too. Send us through. if you can send us through quickly. If you hear a story that you want to, if you want to hear, like that the mon is about to call out, yeah, absolutely. Then tell us, tell us what it is. I'm going to pick a story, but I'm going to rely on you guys a little bit. 0491 064 669. four six six nine. All right, hit us with the stories.
1: Okay, a man becomes friends with a fish and they keep meeting up. Mm-hmm. NASA has unveiled an x plane that they hope is going to save the Earth. An 11-year-old boy is absolutely determined to become a farmer and has gone, gone about doing that. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, a, uh, a garden ornament bought for 20 bucks at a flea market actually turned out to be something a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, a paralyzed man uh, walks again using a device that connects his thoughts to a spinal cord.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, eight weeks of lifestyle changes reduces your biological age by three years in groundbreaking proof-of-concept wow. study. Wow. Um, or an artist uh, has transformed an entire town and increased everyone's uh, home value.
0: Uh huh. Okay, so we have a plethora of stories here. When I picked the stories last time, you said you knew which story I was going to pick. So I'm thinking of a story right now, and you have to tell me, what, what, what story do you think I'm thinking of?
1: Well, well, no, because then you could do the same thing to me. You could be like, no, that's not what I was thinking. No, 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 you? I promise. I'm going to whisper it. I promise. And
0: do- I promise. Look, I'm going I'm
1: I'm to write I that don't on know, my I, phone. It's
0: okay. I'm going to write we, it on my phone. We don't phone. need to do that. I promise. I <laughs> okay. I've written it down. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's start with the NASA one.
1: What? I'm right, right there. NASA. It says NASA. you. <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> I'm so pleased with myself right now. <laughs> I know you lost. Do you know what? Do you know what? What? Don't feel bad because I, I don't know. I think I just, I pay attention to my friends. Do you know <laughs> Yesterday, the most hilarious thing happened. So a few weeks ago, DJ Shell donated some clothing to the op shop where I manage. Uh And I saw one of the dresses and I was like oh, this dress is so shell. And so I put it aside for her thinking she might like it. And then I gave it to her and she's like, why are you giving me my clothes back? <laughs> <laughs> and yesterday I found this beautiful green dress in our op shop. And I was like, oh, my sister-in-law Jasmine would love this. It's is so her. And I took a picture of it and I was like, do you want this dress? It's just come in. And she's like, yeah, I just donated that. So <laughs> I know my friends. I tell you what, I knew you were going to pick the NASA one.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Okay, this is super cool. Have you heard about the
0: X-Plane? The X plane.
1: Yeah, they're calling it the X plane.
0: I have not.
1: It actually. Do you know what? Let me show you a picture to start off with. It looks really funky. Look at that. How uh, cool does that look? Okay. It's- I love the wings on it. It's that little funky thing with the wings.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got like an X going on.
1: Yeah, it's got like an extra bit to it. Uh, so they've unveiled a plane that hopes is going to save the Earth. The aim is for this experimental aircraft to help reach a net zero aviation emissions goal, uh-huh. uh, by 2050 in the okay. US. Uh, so then, this is Boeing, like, um, the Boeing 737, the company that makes those,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, working with NASA as part of a 725 US dollar a million. million, million dollar, not just 725, <laughs> yes, 725 <laughs> a good deal. million dollar US dollars agreement. Um, they're going to be building, testing and flying a full scale demonstrator aircraft with extra long, thin wings stabilized by diagonal struts. Okay. So they're known as transonic truss braced wing concept. Mm. So that the, the little, little picture that I showed you has that little X. So those are those little extra struts. So almost for those of you who can't see, which is everyone, just imagine your normal plane wings, and you know how like they're wider at the point where they connect to the plane. Mm-hmm. So just imagine that like the the tip of the wing and the point where it connects are really not that much wider. Mm. And uh, but there's an extra strut that comes out next to where the width of the wing used to be, and connects to the to the um to the outer wing. It almost looks like it's uh, I can't really tell in this picture, but it almost looks like it's just made out of like fabric. Mm. Um so it's hoped that this will inform a potential new generation of more sustainable single-aisle aircraft, uh, which is a workhorse of uh, passenger airplanes around the world. Uh, most of the flights that I've taken in Australia are all single-aisle single uh, aircraft. So sure. NASA and Boeing said the aircraft are uh, produced uh, through the agency's Sustainable Flight Demonstrator Project has been designated by the U.S. Air Force as the 6X, sorry, X66A. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, this is a quote from NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. He says, At NASA, our eyes are not just focused on stars. The sustainable flight demonstrator will help shape the future of aviation a new era where aircraft are greener, cleaner and quieter and create new possibilities for the flying public and American industry as like. So the X66A is the f- first plane specifically focused on helping the US achieve the goal of um, net zero uh, greenhouse gas emissions. And I just, I feel like saying, do you know what, just go vegan, you wouldn't have to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what I want to say, this story actually kind of makes me nervous. Why? Well, because the last time Boeing attempted to do this, make a plane that had a lower net emissions, two of them dropped out of the sky and no. killed lots of people. And of course... This is in 2019, oh, the, wow. the, 787, the 737 Max's, mm-hmm. which was the, the one, the Ethiopian Airlines one that crashed. Oh, right, right That right. was just before we went to Ethiopia. So the whole philosophy behind that plane is like, oh, if we move the wings back and make it a little bit longer and a little bit wider, it'll have a 1% reduction of, mm-hmm. of emissions and it'll increase efficiency. And over its lifetime, it's like a huge thing. And then all of them... Well, not all of them. Like, two of them crash, like, in quick succession. So I I think they're probably... They're working with NASA So You know they're, they're, Yeah be this they're time they're around, But I'm, I'm like Ooh okay You know I think I think it gives me A little bit of flashbacks When I hear Yeah so Boeing's made a plane And like It uses way less emissions I'm like Oh They, they did this once before And hundreds of people died Well
1: hopefully they've learnt Their lesson from yeah. their first one Hey do, you want to do another a Second story Which All one right. do you like
0: Oh The boy
1: I, I literally no, have No 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 Look, no, look it's literally open in front of me Because I knew You were going to go there no I knew way. you were going to go there Lawson no way. Yeah, You're lying. I'm not lying at all. This is so fun. This boy is such a, he's such a go getter. I'm so, I wish I was this, this, I had this presence of mine at the age of 11. Mm. So, his 11 year old boy, he's fallen in love with farming. He's so determined <laughs> to become a farmer. He's literally rented his own land bread sheep and spins wool okay, wait, 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 wait. at hold the on. age of eleven.
0: Hold on, hold on. He rented his own land. Yeah,
1: he rented his own plot of like, land where he cares an for chickens and capital. Like so he fell a in love with ag- he fell in love with agriculture during the pra- pandemic, and um, he, he it was sparked his passion for farming was sparked when he planted seeds in a new raised bed that his grandfather built for his seventh birthday, and then after COVID he, he began selling homemade homemade produce from like a trolley outside the house, and then saved all his money to buy chickens, and then so he added eggs to his produce market, and that helped him buy his first four sheep, rhubarb, strawberry, pumpkin, and radish. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, and yeah, so they say that the animals are kind of like a, almost like a therapy for him. He has a bit mm. of autism. Mm. And, um, and oh, yeah, a- and so now he owns yeah. uh, 37 sheep, 12 chickens, two cows, and a border collie named Spud. And, uh, and he has a massive, like, almost like a shop out the front of their house where they sell everything, uh-huh. including wool that he spun his own wool from his sheep. And he's been winning prizes as well with his sheep too. So and he, then, uh, he travels is... around a bit. He's got a male sheep called Basil that he now uses to um, to breed lambs and stuff. And uh, yeah, they, they have like a market, um, like a, a little trailer they get, and they go on shows around uh, around the country and yeah, show their sheep. Eleven years old. I am flabbergasted. Years old. I am
0: flabbergasted. I am cringing because I don't own any land. I feel we lazy. To, when I woke uh, yeah, up at
1: five AM this yeah. morning.
0: <laughs> what are you doing? You're just yeah. speaking for a living. This is whack. No. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call a text, and that's the number you're going to need to call a text to get in with the correct answer for the quiz.
1: This one's Quizzes. easy.
0: This one's an easy this uh, particular quiz.
1: How many sling throws did it take David to hit Goliath?
0: Oh, okay. I'm gonna say at least one. I was, I
1: was, I don't
0: at least at least one.
1: Because we know we know he went down. Yeah. How many sling throws did it take David to hit Goliath? Hey, 0491
0: 064 669 is the number to call or text. 0491 064 669. I thought I said it wrong. You know when you like do something over it's and over wrong. again and then you accidentally deviate and then you like set in stone a deviation and you don't realize it. I thought I just did that, but no. 669. 064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. And if you do, what is our prize for this week?
1: It is a beautiful Journal the Word Reference Bible, NKJV. Mm. Yeah, gorgeous one.
0: So we're going to be doing a draw for that on Friday. So you have opportunities all this week to get in with the correct answers. And people are already getting in. With correct answers, because they are studious and they are listening along. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and as I said, we are going to be talking about England and its churches. Oh
1: yeah, what's going on? A.k.a.
0: the Church of England. Mm -hmm. So, the Church of England, uh, in the UK, had a landmark, essentially, meeting and changing of their constitution, which they call the canon, and that was to remove the definition... Of uh, marriage, that is that it is a lifelong binding union between a man and a woman. So they made that change earlier this year, and it was kind of a you know building up throughout last year as well. And it was pretty landmark, and the results of which has been division within the Anglican Church, the Church of England, right across the world, um, and you know splinter groups splitting off and rejecting the the um, the Archbishop of Canterbury and all of these different things. The Canterbury guy, he's like the top Archbishop. So, of
1: Canterbury. what are they defining it as now?
0: That it's not between a man and a woman.
1: Oh, okay, right. Yeah, righto. yeah. So
0: this is this is being the step, and particularly in regards to the clergy as mm. well. Now, what has just happened in the Church of England is that its first transgender arch archdeacon has been appointed. So an archdeacon is essentially someone who looks after a. It's it's similar to the Catholic Church how they have dioceses. Mm-hmm. An archdeacon will look after a you know an area. Uh, this person was serving in the diocese of Manchester. Now this is in the UK. We know that Anglicanism in the Church of England is all over the world. Um, but this this particular story is coming out of the UK. This is the first one in the whole world that has been appointed into this. Position. Um, they go by the name of um, Reverend Canon Rachel Mann, and they've been serving in ministry for eighteen years. And they have been appointed as yeah an archdeacon, so they're looking after a group of churches in this area and helping them run and um, counselling the ministers there and all of these things. Now,
1: but this person has XY chromosomes.
0: Yes, this person is a male who identifies as a female. Now, we've talked about this on Faith and before we've talked about this move that the Church of England has made, and it is something that I am definitely not in support of. I believe in traditional marriage, Mm -hmm. and I also believe in gender roles, and Mm -hmm. that's not because I'm I'm, I'm trying to be oppressive or keep people down or remove any opportunities from, from women. I believe in equal rights, but I also believe that men and women are different. Gender roles exist as an outcome of biological differences, mm. and I think that those gender roles are special and beautiful and and amazing. And I think that gender is beautiful and amazing and awesome, and um, that people can be beautiful in their in their own skin. And I think it's 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 awesome. And I think that yeah, gender disformity uh, d- uh, gender dis- dis- dysmorphism. Yeah, that's the word. Gender dysmorphism. Did you see the
1: video I sent you last night about the about the girl who went through the gender change? No, but she was like thirteen, and now she's coming out and saying, "I was just a tomboy. I had five brothers. Why did they let me?" Oh, uh, I've seen cut this video. I've, yeah. s- I've seen
0: this video before. So, like, this is this is something that. Uh, and yeah.
1: we're going to get more and more and more of that too.
0: Exactly. But in this space, we're looking at you know a, an adult who has made the right. consensual decision yeah. to say, okay, I now identify as transgender, this, this person, Rachel Mann. Um, but to then, again, the church to change its position on traditional marriage and then now appoint them as... A church leader. Now,
1: I'd love to know if the members of the Church of England are going to leave now, like splinter well, away. Well, they already have. So, yeah, the even biggest, more so the
0: biggest organization that has splintered away because of this is called GAFCON, okay. uh, which is essentially Evangelical Anglicanism or Evangelical Church of England. And they've just taken off. And they're like, we, how can we be a part of a church like this? Because, again, you're ultimately playing the game of the Bible doesn't really mean what it says it means mm-hmm. and we can change not just what the Bible means. I think, you know, there's definitely things that we misinterpret in the Bible. And and I think there is definitely space for study and investigation, not just changing what the Bible means, but what the Bible says. Like this is, this is the point. It's like, we have come to a place where there is no room to move on this particular mm-hmm. issue. It's like we have done the biblical research and we've got a history of interpretation over thousands of years that says that, no, this, whether you're a Hebrew, whether you're a Greek, whether you're anything in the world, whether no matter how much experience you have with this text, this is what it's saying. And to change these standards is ultimately to say, I'm changing what the Bible says because I don't believe it's wholly inspired by God. Playing God. Or, uh, yeah, exactly, playing God. Now, as a result of this, you know, this person, uh, Ra- uh, Rachel Mann, is is now leading in this way. And I think, yeah, people will splinter off and leave the church as a result of this. And I, I think that if this is, was something to happen in my church, I wouldn't, especially this person's position as a counselor to pastors, and right now I'm studying my degree to become a pastor in the future, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable in that position because I don't agree with, I don't agree with their stance on sexuality, you know. You know, in in a, and it's in a very blatant and obvious way. Mm. Now, simultaneously, the Church of England. Uh, there was a woman working at a Church of England school in the UK. Her name was Christy Higgs. She was a teacher assistant, and she was sacked from her job working for a Church of England primary school for sharing a Facebook post uh, that essentially was bringing up the issue of compulsory sex education. And to it was a petition um urging people to to sign the petition, saying, "Hey, this compulsory sex education that's state mandated and comes from the state and teaches in in line with state ideals rather than Christian ideals. I think that we should stand t- uh, against this and we this shouldn't be compulsory, and it should be opt in and uh, as a result the she was sacked from her job working at a Church of England school wow. uh, which is a, a terrible position to be in particularly when she recounts her her um her experience her testimony of going through this and she was told that her views were akin to nazism wow and that she was to leave the school premises effective immediately because her views were not going to be tolerated on school grounds
1: that's the Nazism. Now,
0: like, is it that you can't
1: even have your own opinion? Isn't
0: that crazy? Yeah, well. So now, as a result of this, she's actually won an appeal, um, and I don't think she's going to go and work for that school again. But she's, you know, been able to get uh, financial uh, restitution and support and whatnot after all of this. But I think it's so crazy. If we look at we we'll look at the Church of England real quick, they've gone okay uh, in the name of tolerance and anti-bigotry. <laughs> we are going to change essentially what the Bible says so that we can put these kinds of people in, pos- in positions of leadership. And then when any, if anyone opposes us, and even like the thing that Ray, uh, Christy Higgs was sharing wasn't even necessarily, like it didn't even say the word transgenderism in it. It's just like, hey, compulsory state sex education in primary schools should be something that is opt-in. And shouldn't be compulsory. She, that's the thing that she shared. But feeling threatened and attacked by this, the same institution, the Church of England schools, fired her. And so I'm like, where where is the bigotry happening here? You know, where is the differences of opinions being tolerated? Because I, you know, we're now we're now going to a point where we're changing what the Bible means and putting installing people at in leadership who have been totally against what the Bible says. And again we don't exclude transgenderism uh, transgender people um from you know coming to church like we don't we don't shut our doors and say you can't come in da, da, da. I think transgender people should be at church but oh. to be in positions of leadership uh, being in in effect a representative of god I'm like you can't put yourself in that position when you're living in open sin and against you know in rebellion to god's word and but then they're like no nah, we're allowed to do that but it's like so then it's like oh it's then a sin to to say anything about it, and we're just going to kick you out and stomp you to the curb and take your job away. So I say that, you know, proverbially, but but take your job away, not proverbially. Like, that is just what is happening, and it is a really sad situation. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we are going to have a clue for the quiz.
1: Yes, quiz number three. Jesus had four brothers with names recorded. Can you name at least one? Jesus had four brothers with names recorded. Can you name at least one? 0491 Text your answer.
0: Yeah. Quick hint. It's not Lawson. <laughs> or, Monica. <laughs> or Monica. Or Monica. <laughs> or producer Shell. In today's interview we've got none other than our favorite weird man. I mean, not weird man. <laughs> no. No. We've we've got Kelvin with us to share. You're us. lucky
2: it's radio cuz you can tell that I'm I'm not so weird, you know, over the radio, but to look at maybe I am weird. <laughs> I,
0: lo- I love how you've just taken it and run with it. You know, I thought you could potentially be offended, but no, you're just oh. you are. <laughs> You are sharing with us, as you usually do, everything that's weird and wacky and wonderful from the Bible.
2: There is some crazy stuff in the Bible. Uh And you read it and you go, what is that doing there? Uh So John chapter 3 verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Mm. So wind. What is wind? Well, wind is the the movement of...
0: Air. Of know. the atmosphere, correct? That's right, yeah. Yes. It's pressure and... But we don't on.
2: realize there's so many different functions the wind has. Oh, absolutely. And the Bible goes through and describes wind in, in a number of different ways. Mm. And in Job chapter 8, I think it's chapter 8, it says that the wind has weight. mm and um, we've only just discovered this in the last couple of hundred years about barometric pressure. Oh, and wow. yet the Bible postulated this and the book of Job is pro- perhaps one of the earliest books written, like written by Moses, but describing Job. He lived one in the, uh, the oldest time in, recorded wow. in scripture. Uh-huh. so how did they know way back then if if we believe that modern man is getting smarter and cleverer then how did ancient man know these concepts that's amazing
0: and I, I love that with barometric pressure as well the reason that we know that is because of the advent of like the combustion engine and yeah. it's because of the effect that it has on combustion and it's like oh you know we can tell a difference you know whether we're in high atmosphere or low atmosphere and the pressure and the weight that's created yep yet before a time of engines, you know, mm. the, the wind has weight. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we use this to our advantage with airplanes, with hot air balloons, and all sorts of things. We know that hot air rises, cold air sinks. So that hot air expands, and as it expands, it reduces in barometric pressure. So sure. you can hop into, a, hop into a hot air balloon and fly around the world using this principle. Mm. Well, another one, Ecclesiastes chapter eleven, verse five: As you do, as you do not know the path of the wind so you cannot understand the work of God, Mm. the maker of all things. Mm -hmm. So here God is inviting us to know him and to understand him, but to understand him more, we need to understand creation. Mm. Which brings me to another point. Mm -hmm. I was reading some of these Bible verses and going, what are these doing here? And I stumbled across a man called Matthew Fontaine Morey. Okay. So this man, Matthew Fontaine Morey, was a very interesting character. Sure. And he was the father of oceanography, Ah. and they called him the pathfinder of the seas. Wow. And he understood that to know God was to know creation. There were two books, the Book of Revelation and the Book of Nature, and they both revealed one and the other. Yeah, of course. One of the things he loved to do, um, he was a, a Navy officer, and one of the things he loved to do was to start his day off with a, a Bible study. So he would read these Bible verses, and some of the verses we've just read are ones that he would study. And as a Navy man, he wanted to know more about the oceans, so he studied this. And he come across Job chapter 28, verse 25, when God fixed the weight of the wind and measured out the waters. He thought it was a an interesting concept that God had measured how much water there was in the world, but also weighed out. Uh, if you want to turn your, your Bible there to Psalm chapter 8, this is one I want to share. This is one that had a profound effect upon Matthew fontaine Maury. So I thought we'd read it in its Psalm entirety. Psalm 8, yep. Psalm chapter 8, and we'll just start from verse 1 and read all the way through. It's not a long chapter. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all
0: the earth who have set you who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing influence, you have ordained and you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy of the Avenger. When I consider your heavens, The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth.
2: Yeah, so he was quite impressed that God made him as magnificent and powerful as he was, just a little bit lower than the angels, Mm -hmm. and he put everything, the whole world was under his dominion, under his feet, so to speak. So this was what impressed him being a naval officer. He wanted to know more about the wind. He wanted to know more about the water. And here in verse 8, chapter 8, verse 8, it says, Whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. Mm. He's going, paths? What paths? Where are these Mm. paths in the sea? So this started off his whole life's work. And like I mentioned Mm. before, this guy was so impressed uh, at studying nature so that he could get to know God. mm that he actually became the father of oceanography. Everyone recognised him as someone that knew the world so well and in his day he would go ahead and chart the, the whole world with all mm-hmm. of the, the wind and water currents to the point where people would consult him when they wanted to go on a journey around the world wow. and he could help them travel or circumnavigate the globe in 3 weeks less time than they were previously doing. Wow. So if you're a merchant, you could make more money because now you can get more trips in and you could do it more safely because you knew where you were going.
0: Yeah. And of course, what we're seeing here is that his motivation to understand, you know, the direction of the you know, the waters and the winds and understand that came from the fact that God had given him power over and strength over creation, rather than you know, you look at the near east, you know, at the time of Christ say and the perspective was that the nature and the elements were something to be worshiped rather than understood and explored uh, yet mm. Christians were just so enamored by the fact that oh man you know god has created everything and he's given you know it's all just created by him and he's given it yeah. to us to observe that's incredible
2: yeah well, he he was very impressed with ecclesiastes 11 verse 5 as you mm. do not know the path of the wind so you cannot understand the work of god the maker of all things so We need to be more impressed, like Matthew Fontaine Maury was. Mm. Like to to get to know God, we need to understand His creation more. Well, this is my question
0: now. Matthew Fontaine Maury understands the path of the wind, so then
2: he knows more (laughs) about God, and he knows more about how God works. Absolutely correct.
0: That's incredible. I I would say that I think that that is amazing. That it's yeah through nature, through His special revelation. That is the Bible. The more that we have experience with that, the more we can understand God. But that is an incredible example of just someone who said, oh, God has given me the ability and the autonomy to understand what is happening in this world, and I'm going to understand it, and then that's going to lead me to understand more about God.
2: He had some pretty interesting little techniques. He used to do um, drift bottles. So he would Whoa, put okay. he would put bottles to sea, mm-hmm. and he would put weights in them so uh-huh. that they would just sit below water level, uh-huh. and he would put a little note in them, And whoever received the bottle and pulled it out of the water, there was a set of instructions on it to write down where it came from and the date and Uh, to mail it back to him or mail the letter back. so awesome. So over the course of 40 years, he received back enough of these bottles to develop his own book, Mm. but he also came across other seamen and he spoke to them and and got them to send information Mm. to him. So, like I said, over the period of 40 years, he collected 35 million pieces of data. 35 million. These are all the letters coming back to him. <laughs> Some of them are letters, but lots of them are other sailors that he came into contact with.
0: That is incredible. So,
2: it's a massive amount. To think back then with no computers, he data-logged all of this information manually. So, what, what period are we talking about here? You said a few hundred years ago. This is 1855. Okay. He he published his book, so it would have been the time previous to that.
0: It's so interesting because the majority of the coasts of the world and the seas of the world would have been charted by that time. Obviously, people were living in Australia and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But then they're like, okay, the challenge of the coast, the challenge of land is complete.
2: Now the challenge of sea begins. We need to deep.
0: understand the unknown. That is amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, this, ha- this guy had a fascination for tr- a deep understanding. And he, um, he would practice, when he was at sea, learning mm-hmm. as a nav- young naval man, Mm -hmm. He was studying, and he would write trigonometry on cannonballs. He didn't have a blackboard to write on, but he would (laughs) grab a cannonball, and with a piece of chalk, he would write out and practice his trigonometry to the point where he was so proficient Mm. that he was actually more advanced than his professors. Wow, from the cannonball technique. From a cannonball trigonometry chalkboard, yes. that is
0: amazing.
2: Yeah, so he's self-taught, and he, he got to the point where his professors were left floundering. Like, mm. he was much more advanced than him. And they didn't know what to do with him, so they actually failed him.
0: Oh, <gasps> no.
2: Yes, they wrong. failed him. They, they thought, that we can't have someone like this, a rogue, you know, someone that's not following our traditions, like yeah. he's just stepping so far a- ahead of them. Against the, the scientific institution at the time, yeah. Yep. So he, um over this time, he wrote a couple of books. One of them was what he was famous for and... The, the book, if you're interested, is his first volume. It's interesting. He didn't just do one. His first volume is called The Physical Geography of the Sea and Its Meteorology. That was the book he published in 1855. Mm. I believe it's still available if you're interested. might make some in-depth reading. Mm,
0: absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> some, some trigonometry and whatnot. Yeah, that's
0: incredible. Yeah. Hey, so is there anything else weird and wacky and wonderful that you want
2: to share with us today? I've got lots more. Are you alive? Or are you dead? Oh, I hope I'm alive. Are you not dreaming? I I pinch myself. I'm (laughs)
0: awake. I've had the experience before where I've been in a dream and I've gone, I'm dreaming. I've realized it. And then you just like wake up. Wake up. Yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: I'm pretty sure I'm awake right now. Okay. Why is that? Because the Bible says some pretty weird things at times. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. And especially out of the mouth of Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. If Jesus knows, like Jesus has the keys to life and to death, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus says some pretty wacky things. Sure. He calls living people dead. Oh, okay. Let's have a look. If you want to open up Luke chapter 9 and verse 60. Luke
0: chapter 9 and verse 60, as I find it here. Let me find it. Matthew, Mark,
2: Luke chapter 9
0: and verse 60. Luke 9 verse 60, and the Bible reads, Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. How can dead people bury dead people? Uh, It's impossible.
2: They're dead. they, They are definitely dead. Yeah.
0: How is it that that can take place?
2: Well, we have to understand that Jesus is talking in very deep language here. Absolutely. And when you go back to Genesis, mm-hmm. when Adam and Eve sinned, it says that um in dying they shall surely die. It says mm-hmm. that they died twice. Wow. Why does it? Genesis talk about dying twice? In dying they shall surely die.
0: Well, we know that they were dying, right? Yes. And then yep. we know that that death that was then received was like an actual death. Think about their circumstances before that point. Mm -hmm. They weren't dying and that not dying didn't lead to death. You know, they were living, which led to life. Now they're they're alive, but dying leading to death. Mm -hmm. So you could say that the state that they're in was potentially already dead because they that was the direction that they were going.
2: Yes, they were on a decline. Yes, yes definitely. So the other thing that could also be referred to here, is the, the duality of the human soul. Mm-hmm. Like we're body and we are spirit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the body dies, but what happens to the spirit? With Jesus, mm-hmm. he's also referring to a duality of the person. Mm-hmm. You can be physically alive, but spiritually dead. Mm-hmm. And in other areas of Scripture, it says that you are dead to Christ mm-hmm. or that you are dead to sin. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're dead to sin, you're alive to Christ, And if you're alive to Christ, you're dead to sin. Like there's this backwards and forwards. Yeah. Um, So here, like being dead might not necessarily mean physically dead, but spiritually dead.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's still, you know, there is some action, but those actions aren't pertaining to spiritual life, we could say. Ah, interesting. I like that example you gave because if you're dead to sin, then you aren't participating in sin. No, uh, that's right. Yeah, but then it's like so. If you're dead to life, you well. If you're if you're dead, you're dead. But if you're dying to life, then
2: you could say oh,
0: you're already dead. So let the dead bury their own dead. Those who are dying
2: <laughs> bury their own dead. Yeah. So I've all, when I've read this verse, I've always thought you've got these skeletons shoveling holes in the ground, <laughs> you know, to bury their own dead. You know, because you've got Gog and Magog, the Valley of the Dry Bones. Yeah. You know, you've got all these dead bones. You know. Um, But that's not what this is talking about. It's actually talking about the spirit. We're a compound human being. We are a soul which is made up of body and spirit.
0: Yeah. And so then for that reason, we are then in need to become alive. And Mm. uh, we can only go to the one who gives life, the source of life. Yeah. That is Jesus. Yeah.
2: And Acts chapter 10 verse 42 Sorry. Is another interesting one. It says, let God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Mm. That's another interesting word, the quick. When the Bible talks about the quick, which is King James, Mm -hmm. the quick in the Old English means the living. Mm. So it says God is the judge of the living and the dead. Well, I guess if you're dead, you're pretty slow. Yeah, well, that's (laughs) right. You can't move much quicker because you're pretty well... Yeah, as fast as you're gonna get. <laughs> Romans four verse seventeen is another interesting one. Mm. Even God who quickeneth the dead. Mm. So the dead can be brought back to life mm. by God. By God, yeah. Who makes them who quickens them. He That's quickens incredible. them. Yeah. Yeah. So when you understand the old English word means to bring life. Mm. It means so much more. And when Jesus says, let the dead bury their dead, you can now understand. Mm. He's not actually talking about skeletons digging holes. Mm. He's actually talking about giving spiritual life and bringing life back into their bones again.
0: Oh, Kelvin, hey, this has been fantastic. Thank you for sharing with us everything wacky (laughs) and wonderful. And I'm sure I can see in front of you lots of pages so we can continue to look at those in the future. Kelvin, thank you so much. Look
2: forward to next time.
1: Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.